0: You're listening to sermon audio from Gospelite Baptist Church. For more resources or to donate to this ministry, please visit gospelite.org. Ephesians 5, in your Bibles, we've been talking about prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Isn't it amazing how all of those are connected? You know, when you pray, you praise. When you praise, you give thanksgiving. You can't really truly uh, be thankful without praying. You can't praise without being thankful. I mean, the, all of these really connect one to the other. We've been emphasizing these three things, prayer, praise, and now Thanksgiving. So we've got this Sunday, and of course, next Sunday is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, where we'll, we'll talk some more about the power of Thanksgiving. And it truly is a life-changing thing to begin to understand what it means to give thanks Now, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, I had my son Joe write it on this uh, poster board. I'm going to keep it, put it in my office or somewhere. Just, I want this verse to become really a theme verse in, in my life. And I've got quite a few verses. I guess you could call a theme verse, but man, this is an excellent verse. And I've got it here for my benefit, for your benefit. It'll be on the screen often. The goal this morning is really this. And you may have it right there in your Bibles, on your phone. I mean, the goal is this, that this verse, Ephesians 520 would be printed upon the tables of your heart like never before. That you would understand the power of thanksgiving through one of the most powerful thanksgiving text in all the Bible. And and even though it's a powerful text, it, it is so difficult to obey this command. I mean, it really is. It is a challenge to obey this command. Think about Ephesians 520. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm convinced that this is the secret of a joyful and productive life. This is the secret. If someone were to to, to dive into my, my attitude, trust me, You would see that I have bad days. No, no problem seeing that. You would see that I have difficult circumstances in my life right now, today, all the time. That's part of life. Man's days are no doubt full of trouble. Paul was in prison when he wrote those very words. But I want you to know that I've learned that in order for me to have joy and productivity in my Christian life, in order for me to be able to exude joy and happiness and enthusiasm. I've got to understand this gift that God's given us by grace called gratitude. Being thankful. You know, there's several levels of life. I try to live at a high level of life. I really do. I want to, I just want to take the high road. In fact, that's something often I'll say. Let's just take the high road on that thing. Let's look at the bright side. Let's look at the, let's get up on the right side of bed, you know. And and I try to keep that concept. But when I think about levels of life, I think of the first level being those who are just constantly complaining and constantly grumbling in life. To me, that's the lowest level of life you can live on. And believe it or not, some choose to do it. Some choose to live on that level. They're the ones that, when they walk in the room, the lights go out. I mean, just like automatically. You don't have to turn them off, they're going off. And uh, they see the glass always half empty instead of half full. Uh, You can, you can, you can talk about something like this is a beautiful day and it is a beautiful day and there are things wrong with a beautiful day but they'll find what's wrong with that beautiful day because as you know, you find what you're looking for. I mean, you just do. There's always, you could walk into this service and, and there's a lot of wonderful things, the Gideons and, and, and the worship and the fellowship. But I'll guarantee you, if you're looking to find something wrong about gospel light, you'll find it and you'll find it quickly because that's what you're looking for. And this is that level of life that, that, that some decide they want to live in. And it's complaining and it's grumbling. And then there's another, another level of life. And it's not much better than the first one. It's those who live lives of ingratitude. They don't necessarily complain all that much, but they don't thank God for his obvious blessings. Isn't it amazing that sometimes we take for granted obvious blessings? Like, for instance, I woke up this morning, opened my eyes, and I can see. You say, "Well, what's the big deal?" Of course, you can see, Pastor. I mean, so can I. We can. We can see. I mean, in full color. It's. A, it's big. God kind of owes us that, doesn't he? I mean, that's why He gave us eyes to see, right? That attitude is is what I want to avoid. And the fact that I'm breathing right now. Well, what's the big deal, Pastor? I mean, of course you're breathing. I'm breathing too. What, what's up with that? It's an obvious blessing, like like thousands of other things today are obvious blessings from god because every good gift cometh down from above from the father of lights he's given us all things every obvious blessing is a gift from god and i think it's a low level of life that we choose to live on when we don't complain but we don't thank god for those obvious blessings then there's another level of life that's getting better but not quite there i don't think it is those who thank god for the obvious blessings i mean you know just uh God is good, and, and, and I'm thankful that I can breathe, thankful that I can eat, thankful for my food. And we pray those things. And they're quick and simple and easy and repetitive. And it's wonderful, but there's a higher level. And the highest level of life is found within the Scripture text that we're using this morning to talk about the power of thanksgiving. And that is this. That is the person who is thankful at all times. This is someone who understands the secret of joy is to be thankful at all times for everything. Learn this. Ungrateful people are unhappy people. Ungrateful people are never happy. Ungrateful people are often filled with bitterness, filled with fear. Ungrateful people are filled with negativism, selfishness, and self-pity. And this morning, I want to draw your attention to a difficult command to obey, but one that gives great joy, where Scripture says to give thanks always and for everything. Now, there's a lot we can learn in this verse. First of all, we can learn very simply and very quickly and very easily when we should be thankful because it's right there in the text, and I want you to notice it on the screen. When should we be thankful? Here it is, giving thanks Always. Man, it would be so much easier if God would have corrected that mistake and just put sometimes because that's really what he should have said. Giving thanks when I feel like it. Giving thanks when things are going well. Giving thanks when I'm in good health. Giving thanks always. Always. When should we be thankful? Always. We're coming up on Thanksgiving Day. If my math is correct, and I'm not real good at math, but I think it's 11 days from now. I love Thanksgiving Day. Can I get an amen? Oh, that's great. What a day. I mean, who who could not like Thanksgiving Day? i mean today 's set aside it 's called thanksgiving day there 's a, a lot of history behind that day and, uh, and, and the founding of our country and the pilgrims and a lot of interesting, beautiful things about a turkey and food and prayer and it 's a beautiful day and it 's set aside for us to be thankful and so I I have a lot of traditions in my life, and some of those traditions play out on holidays. My family can tell you, I'm pretty consistent on how I live my life on on holidays, because I love them so much. I I just enjoy the day off. I enjoy, I just enjoy uh, the holidays. And Thanksgiving is one of those days. I wake up about 6 o'clock. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving feast, I go to get a cup of coffee. Usually, even though I love McDonald's coffee, usually I do go to Starbucks on that Thanksgiving morning, but I might I might skip it and go to McDonald's this time because I'm really falling in love with their coffee. Anyway, and uh, just side, side information there, but I know you're not interested in that either, but so I'll get a cup of coffee, and then I'll drive to the church. I'll greet this year Andrew Corder and Troy Brassel. They'll be in the kitchen about five o'clock getting everything ready. I'll jump in there with them and find out what I can do, and about eight o'clock, you know, the We'll, we'll start getting the assembly line ready about 9 or 10 o'clock. We'll start serving the meals, and about 10 or 11 o'clock, hundreds of meals are going out the door, and delivery folks are coming in, and it's exciting, and it's, it's really exciting, really fast-paced, about 11, as we start feeding uh, you know, thousands of people, uh, uh, up to a thousand and fifteen hundred people. It's it's awesome. Then about one o'clock, we finish cleaning the kitchen and and uh, start walking to the car and get in the truck and head on to the house and get to the house and oh, uh, well, usually football's on. Watch a little football. Then somebody will say, "Meal's ready." And that's the music to my ears right there. But there's one more thing to do. We've got to gather around the table. Usually we'll have 25 to 50 folks over, depending on the year and how many folks need a place to go. And we'll gather around, and everybody has to say something they're thankful for. Some people it's easy. Some people a little difficult. Not because they aren't thankful, because it's hard sometimes to speak in front of 50 people, but everybody has to do it. And we all do it. It's a beautiful time. Then we pray, and then we eat. And it's crazy because it takes like two days to make all the food, but 15 minutes to consume it. And then we're so full that all of a sudden, they just, folks start just falling out one after the other. All over the house. Usually, I find myself taking a nap on Thursdays around 5 p.m. Too late to take a nap, you know. But it's a tradition, right? I could sleep in the next day maybe, you know. And then, uh, I-, I love Thanksgiving Day. But-, but here's the problem. Thanksgiving Day is one day a year. And one day is not enough. And the reason I say one day is not enough is because of Psalm chapter 68 in verse 19 where scripture says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. (laughs) I love Lamentations chapter three, beginning in verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. Every morning, daily loads us with benefits. This is our God. Thanksgiving Day should not be one day a year, but rather 365 days a year, seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day. Amen. That's how thankful we should be and how often we should be thankful all Ways we should not pray without thanking God. Paul told us that in Philippians chapter 4. He illustrated it in verse number 6, where Paul said, Do not be anxious about anything but in everything. Here's a choice I can be anxious or I can be thankful, I can be, I can be worried or I can choose to, to, to thank God in prayer. Don't be anxious, but in everything by prayer, get this, and supplication. And this is what I love about this passage. Oh, yeah, and, and with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Oh, listen, church, we need to pull out some of these groans and put in some hallelujahs in our prayers, amen? Oh, we have so much to be thankful for, so much to be thankful for. When should we be thankful? Answer right there in the verse, Always. Well, what should we be thankful for? Well, let's go back to the text. And look what it says. Giving thanks always for everything. Surely the Holy Spirit just misinterpreted this to the, to the writer. Surely he meant so, some things or, 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 or a few things or things that we feel good about or, or things that we would do if we were God. No. It's always for everything so what should we be thankful for could I just suggest first of all let's be thankful for our faith aren't you grateful today for the faith that that God gave us to 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 live our Christian lives and and to become a Christian to be saved because we're saved by grace through faith and yesterday as I Uh, preached at the retirement center that Scott and I share every other week and sometimes with other pastors in our church. I love it because yesterday was a special day. We kind of talked about Thanksgiving, and we emphasized the power of prayer, the power of praise, and the power of Thanksgiving with a group of about, I think we had 35 yesterday gather to what we call Gospelite Garrett on Saturdays. And we sang that old song, and they sang it together, and they knew it, so they sang it. I don't even think it was in a hymn book. I don't know that it is a hymn. But it goes like this Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me. And I love this last part. Thy great salvation, so rich and so free. That's a good song, isn't it? It says it all. It says it all. Contained in that little short chorus is is what I am most thankful for my faith in God my salvation. Church, if that were all that God ever did for me was save me, that would be enough to do a happy dance for the rest of my life. Just salvation. Nothing inspires me more than to know that I'm a child of God, bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing. To be saved and put your faith in Christ. I love Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19 where it says that we should address one another like this. As we think about our salvation, may we address one another in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. That's what we did a moment ago as we worshiped. We were singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord, the God of our salvation. And then maybe we should consider thanking Him not just for our faith but for our food. How many are glad today for the food you get to eat? Amen? You know, I told somebody the other day, yeah, maybe we should stop complaining about doing all the dirty dishes and just be thankful we got some dirty dishes. Dirty dishes means we can eat. You know how many people across this world would love to have dirty dishes? I was reading the other day that 80 to 85% of India doesn't have clean water. Recently, we were able to purchase a well in uh, in the Dominican Republic for a missionary there that we've become acquainted with. And I think we're taking a missions trip as a church family very soon to visit him. And, and, and that well is there. Not even to drink water. They have to have a purification system to drink the water. It's just to bathe with, to wash their pots with, just to have some water to work with out of that well that Gospelite purchased here recently after the Missions Conference. We finished that off. And what a joy it was to participate in giving someone a little cleaner water. But, church, we're so blessed. Just think about the clean water, the food we get to eat, the food we get to enjoy. What a blessing. I tell you, I, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. I'm so grateful for my wife and my mother-in-law and others that, that, that cook and, and feed us. But I want to thank God above all for that provision. It's a wonderful gift of God, food. And then thank God for your friends. I'm so grateful for my friends. I think one of the greatest things about being a Christian is the friends that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't think of very many things that I am more grateful for than friends. Years ago, I attended a conference with Cliff Kaufman, who was a charter member of our church, and he was a real Jerry Falwell fan, and he was speaking in Little Rock. And so Cliff said, Hey, preacher, would you like to go hear Dr. Falwell speak? And I said, Sure. And I drove to Little Rock with Cliff, and we went and heard Dr. Falwell speak, and he, he spoke on uh, just five life lessons he learned. It was simple but I'll never forget one of those life lessons were this. If a man lives his life and has five forever friends, he's a blessed man. Just five, five forever friends. And I got to thinking about that. How valuable is it to have a forever friend? A friend that sticks with you, a friend that is closer than a brother, a friend like Jesus. Someone who is like that here. I'm so grateful for my friends. And, and I was thinking today, is, uh, and I read this little text because uh, Gary was here, and you know a guy by the name of Dave King. And so Dave's a Gideon. He's a Gideon out of Arkansas somewhere. I don't even know where. But I got this from Dave uh, this morning. I'll read it to you. You could see how you'd get fired up if you had a friend text you this. Pastor Capace, my precious friend and brother in Christ. Know that you've been prayed over this morning. May the Holy Spirit fill you to overflowing with and your lips be a mouthpiece for Jesus. May you always stand firm with boldness to proclaim the gospel. May souls be saved. God bless you and your family. You say, just read the text, Eric. Why do you have to read it so exciting? Because it is exciting. How do you read a text like that just monotone? Man, that's a friend that prayed for me this morning that got on his knees and cried out to God on my behalf. What a privilege to have a friend. And I want to thank God for friends in this building. Friends and in this family, you know, I'm so grateful that I I stayed 29 years in one church because you begin to love your city and love your church and love your neighborhood and and love your your college community, your church community, your school community here at Gospel Light. And I'm so thankful that God has given me a a, a group of friends here in this church that, honestly, I'm overwhelmed this morning as I look across this auditorium and would not know where to start And thanking God. For the friends that he's given. Ways that we can be thankful for our friends is, is a text message or an email or maybe to write a, a handwritten note. Yesterday I got a text from a, a guy. Some of you might know. How many of you remember this guy, Andy Worley? Remember him? All right, about half a dozen. This goes way back. Andy was in our church in the very early days. He joined our church with his parents. And Andy sent me a letter yesterday that I had written in 1994. He took a picture of the letter, and he texted it to me, and he just said, Hey, Pastor, I was reading this letter today. I found it in a box under my bed. It was a letter you wrote to me to encourage me not to quit. I was discouraged, and you just encouraged me not to quit. He said, Pastor, I'm about 46 years old now, and I still haven't quit. Thanks for encouraging me in 1994. And I thought... Man, cast your bread upon the waters, and you never know when it comes back. Write a note. Write a letter. I mean, just share. A, it doesn't take very long. Just to, sh- just to write a quote. I love to write handwritten birthday cards and handwritten anniversary cards. They take a while. And I, I, I've got so many to write now. I'm writing probably over 1,000 every year. So Carrie, I told her the other day, she used to give me the stack on the first day of the month. And it was like this big. And I'd look at this, I'd think, oh, no, it's going to take forever. Now she gives me five a day. Five or six a day. And I'm able to write five or six handwritten notes every day of my life. And I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for anything because I know how much it means to me to get a handwritten note. Just a few words. It does not have to say much. Even if it just says, I love you. That's all I need sometimes. It's just a simple little word of encouragement from a friend. And I know you feel the same way. This Thanksgiving season, be extra thankful for friends. And then what about being thankful for our fortune? Now, you know, sometimes I think when we use that word fortune, we automatically go to money. And so we get discouraged because you know what? We, we have an issue. I do sometimes. We all do. I'm sure God tells us to, he warns us about being, we need to be content. But, but we get, it's easy to get to covet someone else's wealth and, and, and their house or their car or their money. And we think, you know, if I had that much, I, I would be thankful too. But we forget that fortune is not always wrapped up. It could, there could be a portion of that that's wrapped up in the, in the fact that we have a job or that we have money to pay our bills and, and, and all of those things. But, but I think fortune really is more wrapped up in the gift of friends and family and, 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 and sometimes monetary things as well. But just the, the fact that God has, get this, He's done so much for us. I feel very fortunate. That God has done so much. Just the fact that I get to live in this country, I feel very fortunate, don't you? And I think there's fortune in, in, in the blessings of God. And so may we thank him for what he's done for us and for what he's given for us. For us. Not just material blessings, although we should, but many, many other things. And do you know why we should give thanks to God in all things? Go back, if you would, just for a moment, to, to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to be in, I'm going to move across Ephesians quickly here. And a few other passages. Ephesians 1. Notice, notice the alls. I love the word all. Notice the alls here. Which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, things on the earth. In him we've obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works, I love this, don't miss it. Read it with me. Who works all things according to the counsel of his will. I am thankful today for the providence of God. Notice in that text in verse number eight, all wisdom. Verse 10, all things. Verse 11, all things according to the counsel of his will. There's something powerful about that word all, which means everybody, everybody. Everything, the whole amount. Romans eight twenty eight says it like this. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all, for those who love God, all things work together for good according to his purpose, his will for our lives. I'm thankful today for the providence of God in my life. It's not always been that I've understood it. I have not always understood it, but I believe that God has ordained everything in his prov- providence, everything, and I trust him. And I'm learning to trust Him even more. Oh, let me encourage you today. I think one of the greatest acts of faith that you can have is to say, Oh God, no matter what, I will praise you and I will thank you for all things, no matter what. That's hard sometimes. That's difficult. But that's thanking God always for everything. So when should we be thankful? Always. Always. What should we be thankful for? Everything. It's powerful, church. Now, here it is. How do we do this? I mean, I'm almost, you know, I'm speaking maybe for you this morning in just a moment, but I'm almost to, to a point where I'm thinking, okay, this is great. I, 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 I want to be thankful always and for everything, but how do I accomplish that? Well, I've got some good news for you. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit of God. And, and, and an understanding of the fact that everything that we do is empowered by the Holy Spirit if it's going to be accomplished in not our strength, but His strength. So go back with me, if you would, please. First of all, to Ephesians 5, and notice that we are to give thanks in the Spirit. In the Spirit. I love this. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine. That's debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Notice verse 20, giving thanks. Giving thanks. Be filled with the Spirit, giving thanks. These two things are interwoven together. They they cannot be separated. To be Spirit-filled is to be thankful. There is no way to be Spirit-filled and to be unthankful. Did you hear me? It's not possible. Listen, the first way that we can accomplish this verse and obey this commandment is to be filled with the Spirit of God. The mark of the Spirit filled life, the mark of it is gratitude. The mark of a Spirit filled life is to be thankful, it's gratefulness because it takes supernatural power to do it. Are you with me? It's impossible to do it without the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit of God has been given to us as a gift from God. What a gift. And that gift of the Holy Spirit in us empowers us to be thankful always and for everything. Because gratitude and grace are related. Just like think and thank are related. They're together. You can't separate them. And when the Holy Spirit of God fills you with the grace of God, then gratitude fills you and fills your heart. I love verse number 20, or verse 18, to be filled with the Spirit. Because you know what I've learned? It's the Holy Spirit of God that is able to make Jesus real to me. That's what makes Jesus real to me. And oh, God knows I want Jesus to be more real to me today. That's why we're saying you keep on getting better. You know the way I interpret that, and it goes right along with what Jordan said, it's just Jesus, be more real to me. I want you to be more real. I know how awesome you are, but I, I don't know that I'm living in that every day. I was reading uh, the, the words to that song this morning when I saw that it was uh, going to be sung, and I just took a picture of the words to the song, and I want to read it to you again. I will sing of your goodness. I will sing of your love. Though the seasons come quickly... Uh, you have always been enough. Though the night may seem darker, though the waiting seems long, you have always been faithful to remind me of your love. You have always been patient. You have always been kind. You're consistent through the ages. Oh, what a friend of mine. So I'll remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing you cannot be shaken, because I've seen what you can do. You are good. God, you're good. It is only the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that can remind me of this. This world's too tough, and there's too many things that happen to divert my attention from the goodness of God without the Holy Spirit's reminder and power. We thank God, first of all, in the Spirit. And then secondly, notice in the text, we thank God, we we, we are able to give thanks to God the Father. Notice in the text it says... In verse number 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. To God the Father. Now, how do we give thanks to God the Father? And why do we give thanks to God the Father? I love James chapter 1, verse 17. It's a classic passage of Scripture. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Church, can I say this this morning? God is good. Don't think negatively about God. God is good. He is your Father. He loves you. We sang a moment ago, Abba, Father, you called me as your own abba father forever we are known let your love be lifted up we thank God in the spirit and we thank God to God the father you know it's amazing when i begin to think of how god describes a pagan person it's it's stunning it's staggering When God describes an unrighteous person, he does it in Romans chapter number one in verse number 21 where he says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Neither were thankful. The way to identify someone who is Outside of Christ is someone who lives a life of ingratitude. Just their whole life is wrapped up in, in, in unthankfulness. They know there's a God, but they choose not to worship him as God. And they are unthankful. Those are staggering words. May we give thanks today to the Father in the Spirit. And then thirdly, notice in verse number 20 again it says, to give thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love this. Oh, listen, even if we don't understand it, even if we don't understand, we can be thankful because of the authority that is in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have to understand it to be thankful. I don't have to understand it. Yesterday, I was in my office about um, 2 or 2.30 or 3 o'clock in that range, and I got a phone call from a young lady by the name of Karina Bowen from California. No one here, I don't think, would know the Bowens I met them years ago, just traveling and preaching and, and, and became good friends. And we've, we've kind of been on the same journey uh, together as pastors, kind of identifying some things in our churches that weren't biblical. And we were doing it together via emails and text messages. And he came here one time and spent a week with us. And I think you remember, honey, the Bowens, uh, Jerry Bowen and his wife. And so they came down and we spent some time. It got real close. Well, yesterday, Karina calls me and she's crying. And I said, Karina, what is going on? How's your father? How's your mom? And she said, my dad died yesterday. I said, Karina, what happened? And she began to tell me that, you know, he had COVID a couple of years ago, and he just never fully recovered, and, and he tried to preach again, tried to get in the pulpit again, but he just couldn't, he couldn't seem to get his energy back. And then he got sick again with something else, and then that turned into something else, and it just didn't, it, he just didn't improve. And so two days ago, she said, you know, yesterday would have been, she would have said, yesterday my dad passed. And I said, Karina, is your mom around? And she said, yes, yeah, she, she, she told me to call you and tell you because she knows you and dad were so close. And I said, could you put me on the speakerphone? And so for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I just took the time to share the goodness of God. The fact that our days are numbered, the fact that God knows how Long we're going to live. We have a day that will be our last day, and God knew that, and God is in total control. He's sovereign over this, and though we sorrow and weep, we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. We began to talk about heaven. We began to talk about the fact that we almost became jealous that He was there first. And by the end of the conversation, just friends talking about the goodness of God, everything changed. It wasn't that we, we weren't crying, and it wasn't that we weren't sorrowful, it was that we I think there was a greater understanding that God makes no mistakes. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that, church. And yesterday it was a wake-up call for me to remember that here's a friend of mine, my age, that, 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 that has recently gone to heaven, whose family is, is yes, mourning his departure, but, but praise God, taking the high road and thanking God even though they don't understand. Somebody here may say, well, Pastor, I don't know, I just think it's easy for you. Man, I mean, look, Paul, the great apostle Paul, I mean, didn't he write a lot of the Bible? I mean, this guy probably lived on the lake somewhere in like a 5,000 square foot house, probably had servants. And I mean, this guy was probably like really like, actually, he wrote this in prison. He had been lied about. He'd been beaten. He'd been mistreated. And Paul in prison writes the words, give thanks, always, always. For everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be filled with the spirit church family listen there's nothing like Thanksgiving season there's nothing like it but can I encourage you this morning to take it to another level take your Christian life to another level by learning to be thankful thankful in the spirit to the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ And as we think about the goodness of God, we too can sing together that God is good. God is good on the mountains, in the valleys. God is good on the sunshine days, on the rainy days. God is good when the cancer diagnosis is is, is, as I'm getting better or the cancer diagnosis is that I'm not getting better. God is good. God is good. And today I just want to thank God for His goodness in my life. I want to thank God for you and our church family and I want to thank him for all of our volunteers this morning. I want to thank him for the beautiful campus he's given us and the deacons and men that have taken care of it. I know this is, we're winding down and there's not much more lawn work to do for a few months, but as I was watching some of the men doing the weed eating yesterday and mowing the lawns and fathers and son, I thought, man, we got a great church. I'm just so thankful. Sending some text messages out yesterday. I am trying to be thankful right now on steroids because I know I know I can get caught up in myself and get so self-centered that I forget about the blessings of God in my life. And church, I want to join you in attempting to be a better follower of Jesus Christ by understanding more and more how good he is, how amazing he is. Just a moment, we're going to sing a song. The title of the song is called Behold. And I saw that we had jordan had chosen that song this morning and so i went and looked up the word behold and it just simply means to see to see something and to be in awe of it behold this morning god the father god the son and god the spirit behold him you know when you see god and you see him as he really is it seems as if all the things we want to complain about don't really seem all that significant. When we see God for who He is, when we see God in His greatness, in His glory, in His majesty, in His sovereignty, in His steadfastness, when we see Him as being a faithful God, a good God, then all of a sudden it just seems as if the little piddling things that you and I sometimes tend to complain about and grumble about don't seem all that significant anymore. So, God, this morning, would you join me in beholding, beholding this morning as you worship our triune God, that God who one day is going to call us all home, but maybe we'll get to go with him in that great meeting in the sky. What a glorious day that's going to be. Would you do me a favor? Would you take a moment right now before we sing and pray with me that God would enlarge our our coast in, in this area of thanksgiving. Shall we pray together? Father, God, I know that uh, there's so much right now that you want to do in our lives as we look at this Ephesians 520, this incredible text about thanksgiving. Father, I'm asking you this morning to help me to be more aware of your goodness, of your grace, of your power, God, to be more thankful for the things that, Lord, you've done and are doing for me and my family and our church family. God, it's it's so amazing to be a part of the family of God, to have brothers and sisters in Christ in this building. Lord, to have those that are our guests this morning, that, Lord, we want them to know how thankful we are they are here. And may they, God, join us in a chorus of praise and thanksgiving as we behold your heart for us. God, if there's anyone here today that has never come to know you as their personal Savior, they've never truly repented of their sins and believed on the name of Jesus and what you did for us on that cross, Father, may today be the day that they make that decision that will forever change their lives. And may they begin a relationship with you today. And thank you, God, for the Gideons. Thank you, God, for the testimonies we've heard today. And God, I pray that you would bless the offering and may it go far and wide across this world. And may someone, Lord, as a result of this gift today, may someone read a Gideon Bible, may your Holy Spirit send it to the exact places it needs to go, as well as those shoeboxes. So much, so much to be thankful for, God. I love you. We love you. And bless now this time of worship and response. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can stay...